Welcome, 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 Christian Israel, the covenant people of planet Earth. Welcome. And this is Eurofolk Radio, and we're going to be talking about the word covenant a great deal for the next few weeks as we're going to be establishing and documenting the covenants made between Yahweh and his people, the genome of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, and no other people are included in these. Now, briefly, before Brother Rick joins us here, actually, I should welcome Brother Rick. How are you doing, Rick? Doing fine, however, I'm getting that echo okay. uh, deep, uh, four-level four echo for some reason. I've got everything turned off except Skype. Yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah, right. Well, maybe because uh, you're also in Telegram, maybe that's the reason. Maybe you can, uh, I don't know if uh, yeah. that's, that's causing I, it. Actually, I, I shut it down. And then okay. it is, uh, apparently, I'm still connected in the background somehow. Okay, because yeah, we didn't have this problem last week. Uh, let me... Uh, yeah, let let really... me do this. Let me let me back out. Let me go uh, reset, and okay. then I'll come back on. You call me again. Yeah, that sounds good. Okay, very okay, good. Thanks. Okay. Yeah. So, ladies and gentlemen, uh, a quick check in with uh, Brother Rick, and we're going to be going to Genesis twelve three. So, if you have a Skype or a, I'm not a Skype. I'm sorry. A, uh, all right. So, let me call Rick again. Okay. And let's try this again. Here we go. Still streaming. And it's not connecting yet. We didn't have this problem last time. <laughs> okay. Everything worked smoothly last time. All right. So uh, Rick apparently needs to get back on uh, on Skype as well. So it says active now. So let's try it again. All right, computer's not uh, not cooperating. Well, Rick, you can try calling me as well. So, Rick, try calling me, and I'll just answer, and you, you'll come right online when I connect with you, when, when you call me. So if you're hearing me, go ahead and try that. So I'll just go ahead and start the uh, you know, discussion, you know, which is going to be a recap of uh, what we discussed last week, at least a general recap. Now, in Genesis 12, 2... And this verse, the Jews never quote. The reason they never quote it is because this is an unconditional blessing that Abraham and his offspring will be a blessing. No conditions. That Abraham and his offspring will be a blessing. No conditions. And the reason why the Jews don't quote this verse is because they have never been a blessing to the world, ever. And no one has ever accused them of being such until these in these last days when the Zionists took control of Palestine and the Jews used Genesis 12, 3. Okay. Let me bring... Okay. All right, Ricky. Yeah, okay. Is yep. that a better sound for you? It's perfect. Thank you. Okay, very good. So we'll probably do it this way in the future. And yes. so as I was saying, the reason the Jews never quote Genesis 12 too, is because they have never been an unconditional blessing to the world ever. Okay. And so let me just read Genesis 12 too, And I will make of thee a great nation. Now this, these words are being spoken to Abraham. 
not to Jews. Neither is verse 3 being spoken to Jews, or Judah for that matter. This is being spoken to Abraham and his descendants. So let me start it over, Genesis 12, 2. And I will make of thee a great nation. And it doesn't say Goyim. <laughs> it doesn't say Gentile. But here, in the definition of the word Goy, when you look at strong concordance, let me just quote it here for everybody here. It says Goy, or Goyi. And in the sense of massing, it says a foreign nation. Now, how can, Rick, how can Abraham be foreign to himself? Very difficult. So you have to question who would be uh, tampering with things to uh, deceive the masses. Right, right. That's a ridiculous definition because this, if we take this definition literally, which just about everybody does, it can't make any sense. And I will make of thee a great foreign nation? No. Okay, it's ridiculous. I will make of thee and essentially his offspring a great nation, and I will bless thee and make thy name great. And of course, Abraham's name has been made great. Absolutely. And, and thou shalt be a blessing, unconditional, unquestionably, unconditional. But the Jews only quote the next passage, which is, And I will bless them that bless thee, and curse him that curseth thee. And in thee shall all the families of the earth be blessed. Now, this is the, the, the verse that the Jews quote that say, oh, this is about us Jewish people. Well, it can't possibly be about them because they have never been a blessing anywhere and only falsely believed in the modern era by Judeo-Christians. So this, and, and this is about all of Abraham's offspring, not just Judah, not just Isaac, this is actually inclusive of Abraham's other two wives, namely Hagar, who brought forth the Ishmaelites, and Keturah, who brought forth the eastern Mesopotamian tribes, most of them being nomadic, but some of them actually moved as far as India. So we are talking about his descendants and not and, anybody else. Yeah, go ahead. One one thing on that, uh, the worth of the earth, that's uh, 127. It's from 119, uh -huh. which is Adam. So it's, it's actually pronounced Adama. Yeah. So uh, so families of the soil, right. uh, but it relates directly to uh, the Adamic, Adamic uh, lineage yes. Uh, yes. primarily. Yes. Okay, very good. From its general redness, and of course, you know, the word uh, 119 and 120, are to show blood in the face. Okay, so that's, that's correct. The, that's the redness that we're talking about here. Yes. So let me repeat Genesis twelve three. And I will bless them that bless thee, and curse him that curseth thee. And in thee shall all the families of the earth be blessed. So throughout history, up until the day that Esau took dominion over Jacob, uh, right around uh, right after the Napoleonic Wars, this held true. This held true, and also the prophecy that the Canaanites and Edomites would serve, that Esau would serve Jacob, uh, held true until that time as well. So we can see that a major change took place right after the Napoleonic Wars when the Edomite Jew banksters started taking control of the Western European nation-states. Okay, 
And so then we continue, verse 4. So Abram departed as Yahweh had spoken unto him, and Lot went with him. And Abram was 75 years old when he departed out of Haran. So now the reason I, I wanted to quote these passages about Lot was Lot was his nephew, I believe. Was Abraham? I believe you're correct. Yes. Yeah, and but Lot was not Abraham's offspring. So right. the families of Lot, which are the Ammonites and the Moabites, are not part of the blessing, because they are not his direct offspring. They are what cousins, <laughs> at best, right? Well, and, the ones you don't you don't want to record in your family tree. But anyway, yeah. Yeah. Right. Okay. Yeah. No, they're not part of the family tree for sure. That's right. Verse five. And Abram took Sarai his wife, and Lot his brother's son, okay, so he's a nephew, and all their substance that they had gathered, and the souls that they had gotten in Haran, and they went forth to go into the land of Canaan, and into the land of Canaan they came, okay? So, and then verse 6 says, the, the Canaanite was in the land, which is something we all know. So let's now jump to Genesis 15. And we're talking about Abraham and his offspring and the covenant. So let's start at 1513. Uh, Let's see. Should I back up? Yeah, well, this is the uh, covenant that Yahweh makes with Abraham. Yeah, so verse 13. And he said, who is speaking to Abraham here? So maybe I should back up. Is it Yahweh speaking to him here? Uh, yes. It is Yahweh. And he it, said, uh, Yahweh here, uh, I believe it yes. was, verse, is that verse 8? Yeah, that's verse 8, yeah. If you want to quote it from there to verse 13, you know, I'll pick it up at 13. Let's see. Let me see. Oh, uh, are, you, are you there? Well, in your... yeah, I, I, yeah, I'm there. I was wondering if that, there's another passage. And behold, the word. Here we go. It's verse 4. And behold, okay. the word of Yahweh came unto him, saying. Okay. Uh, yeah. And that is, in my my view, that is Debar Yahweh came unto him, saying, This shall not be thine heir, but he that shall come forth out of thine own bowels shall right. be thine heir. Then we can jump on down a little bit to, I guess you said, yeah. what, uh, verse yeah. 6. And he believed in Yahweh, and he counted it to him for righteousness. So he's believing. This is a... a uh, a, uh, do yeah. we believe that Yahweh is going to conclude the whole uh, timeline, et cetera, with the promises that he's brought forth here? Uh, therefore, we shouldn't fear. We shouldn't have any any problems with what we see going on in the world today because uh, the people who were promised win this. Verse 7, and he said unto him, I am Yahweh that brought thee out of Ur of the Chaldees to give thee this land to inherit it. Mm-hmm. And he said, Yahweh... Uh, I don't like yeah. the term God. I don't like the term no, God. No. So I'm just going to read Yahweh. Whereby well, here, uh, uh, shall yeah. I know uh, that I shall inherit it? Yes. And he said unto him, Take me an heifer of three years old, and a she-goat of three years old, and a ram of three years old, and a turtle dove, and a young pigeon. And he took unto him all these, and divided them in the midst, and laid each piece one against another. But the birds divided he not, and when the fowls came down upon the carcasses, Abraham drove them away. And when the sun was going down, a deep sleep fell upon Abram. And lo, and horror <laughs> of great darkness fell upon him. And he said unto Abram, Know of a surety 
that thy seed shall be a stranger in a land that is not theirs and shall serve them and they shall afflict them 400 years. And also that nation whom they shall serve will I judge and afterward shall they come out with great substance. Okay, so and thou shalt go. Okay, yeah. So that that's the predicting the captivity in Egypt, which the that's correct. Which the Edomites were never part of, right? That's correct. As a matter of fact, if you take a look at Exodus, let me run right there. Exodus chapter yes. nineteen, verse starting in verse three. Let's just uh, verse three and uh, mm-hmm. yeah, three and four. Uh, and Moses went up unto. Uh, Yahweh and Yahweh called unto him out of the mountain, saying, Thus shalt thou say to the house of Jacob, and tell the children of Israel and every nigger in town. Does it say every nigger in town there? <laughs> no, no, no. It, it's talking to a particular it's group close. of people, people. This is a fulfillment of the very things we were just reading. And notice what it says in verse 4 Ye have seen what I did unto the Egyptians. Okay, and yet right. your churches are sitting here saying, No, 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 every Egyptian in town can come in at our church and join the congregation no 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 yahweh already told you what he did to the egyptians they're not included folks and how i bear you on eagle's wings and brought you and then then you have the covenant and you're going to be a peculiar treasure under and a people above all the earth Uh, everybody else you're you're different from rest rest of the crowd and that's part of that covenant you're just reading right there right in genesis yeah so the the critical word in genesis 15 13 and I'll reread it. And he said unto Abraham, Nova Shuddha, thy seed, your offspring, Zerah, and here the definition here is figuratively fruit, plant, sowing time, posterity, which is the correct uh, meaning here, that thy posterity, thy direct offspring, the people who uh, have your DNA down, down through eternity, shall be a stranger in that land, which turns out to be Egypt, that is not theirs, and shall serve them, and they shall afflict them 400 years. And the Egyptians afflicted Abraham's offspring. By that time, they became known as the Israelites under Jacob. And for sure, they were afflicted there 400 years. So uh, let me just quickly uh, address an issue. Some people say, well, the Israelites were there for 430 years, but I don't think the, the first 30 years... Or they were slaves, so that no. the, to, so they were afflicted four hundred years, not four hundred thirty years, because they were not af- slaves for the first thirty years. That's my view of the situation. I, I don't know if you've studied that and come yeah, to the I've same. studied actually. My view is that they were only slaves for about forty years, but uh, that that's a that's it. Yeah. The, it because the timeline actually, from what I've read at least, uh, it started actually around the time of the. Uh, Abraham, still while Abraham was alive, that timeline mm-hmm. of 430 years, and it extends all the way until Israel is actually uh, uh, coming out. Right. And so uh, this okay. is a, a huge gap, and uh, I, I, it's I a gap in understanding. They were only, yeah, yeah. It, it, it's, it gets complicated, and I don't, we don't, I don't know that we yeah. need, to, need to get into the details of it. But yeah, there is an issue yeah. about the uh, timeline right in that area. That people yeah. might want to do some research on. Right, and, and scholars uh, disagree. <laughs> right, That's correct. Just, yeah, that right. is exactly yeah, right. Yeah. All right, so verse 14. So there's no doubt that the word seed here means Abraham's direct offspring and no other people. There's absolutely That's no correct. doubt about this. Okay, verse 14. And also that nation, why don't they translate it as Gentile? 
<laughs> that nation whom they shall serve will I judge. That's he, he will judge the Egyptians. And afterwards shall they come out with great substance. And we know just about everybody who talks about this says the, there are at least two million Israelites that came out of yes. Egypt. Okay, so sure. that's great that's substance. Right. Okay. And thou shalt go to thy fathers in peace, and thou shalt be buried in a good old age. But in the fourth generation they shall come hither again, for the iniquity of the Amorites is not yet full. So in other words, the Israelites will come out of Egypt and uh, will uh, d- dispense with or dispose of the Amorites and the other tribes mentioned here, Genesis 15, uh, 19, the Kenites, the Kenizzites, Cadmonites, etc. Those people were dealt with by the Israelites right after the 40 years that they spent in the desert, in the wilderness, and then eventually attacked uh, attacked the, uh, what do you call it, the, the Canaanites, all right? So, that's, cr- so, that's correct. Uh, go ahead. Yeah, you had oh, I was going to mention one thing. Uh, so we've brought up the details here where it is obvious that the, uh, the, the seed he is actually talking about in this, in this particular context is definitely inclusive of the, the mass of people that became right. known as Israel. That's correct. And so we're not just talking about a, a single individual. So I would like to just, if I got a second here, to yeah. go touch on Galatians chapter 3, and sure. we'll start in about verse 16, where people uh, get carried away with verse 16. Now to Abraham and to his seed were the promises made. Uh, he saith not, and to seeds as of many, but as of one, and to thy seed, which is Messiah, according to verse 16 of chapter 3 of Galatians. However, if you go right down in verse 19 of Galatians chapter 3, wherefore then serveth the law? It was added because of transgressions, till the seed, Yahshua, the Messiah, should come to whom the promise was made. Who did he come to redeem, since he's the kinsman redeemer, folks? Who was the promise made to that he came, that the promised seed came to? Yeah. And so verse 19 is very clear. It's still standing with the 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 mass of people that were that were right. promised in that promise. Exactly. So, uh, it, it, you can't get away from this genetic covenant. It is all over your Bible, nearly every page, and every major element of the the uh, covenants and uh, the promise and et cetera. They extend to this this specific genetic yeah. stock of people. Right, the covenant people, which is an exclusive message. The covenants are exclusive to these direct descendants of Abraham, which is per, uh, particularly excludes the Ishmaelites and the Keturians as well. So let's go into Genesis 16, because this is where the exclusions begin. Okay, so I'll pick it up in verse 1, and feel free to comment as we go through this. Now Sarai, Abram's wife, bare him no children, and she had a handmaid, an Egyptian. Now, whether she was a Hamite or whether she was a, a child of An, as Azanath was, we, we have no way of knowing. But either way, his offspring through Hagar were considered part of the promises here. They, they, they were the, the Ishmaelites were a blessing to the, that part of the world where they began to live. Okay, they weren't. They hadn't become. Muslims until modern times or, or post uh, post the day that Yahshua walked the earth. Okay, so anyway, that was Hagar. 
that uh, Sarah said, well, her take this woman here, Hagar, because I am barren and you want offspring, especially male offspring. Verse 2, and Sarai said unto Abram, behold, now Yahweh hath restrained me from bearing. I pray thee, go into my maid. It may be that I may obtain children by her. And Abram hearkened to the voice of Sarai. Okay, so here it was Sarah herself who suggested that he mate with Hagar and produce offspring. And Sarah, Abram's wife, took Hagar, her maid, the Egyptian, after Abram had dwelt ten years in the land of Canaan, and gave her to her husband Abram to be his wife. Now, of course, in these days, concubines were common. And so, but it was Sarah, it was Sarah's idea to do this. Verse 4. And he went in unto Hagar, and she conceived, and when she saw that she had conceived, her mistress was despised in her eyes. Okay, so Sarah said, oh no, I made a mistake. <laughs> a little late. <laughs> yeah, it's a little late now, right? The deed is done. Okay, you should have thought of that before you, before, before you conceived this idea. Anyway, verse 5, And Sarah said unto Abram, My wrong be upon thee. I have given my maid into thy bosom, and when she saw that she had conceived, I was despised in her eyes. Yahweh judge between me and thee. Okay, so you gave Hagar to your husband, and now she thought she was better than you. Right? <laughs> because yeah. because and, Ishmael and you is... And you can feel yeah. Abram's... Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. what are you doing to me woman yeah right yeah yeah well sarah it's your idea right <laughs> so so now hagar thought well because her son is the number one son the firstborn of abram that now her son ishmael would be the top dog and the inheritor of the covenants right this is the, the mistake that sarai uh, mistakenly, you know, that she didn't foresee. Okay. All right. So anyway, and the angel Lack of, of yeah, right. Yeah. Oh, oh, oh boy. Boy, did I make a mistake here? <laughs> yeah. But, but Abraham said to now, now there woman be calm. behold, thy maid is in thy hand. Do to her as it pleaseth thee. And when Sarai dealt hardly with her, she fled from her face. So, so Sarah said, okay, just because, uh, Hagar, uh, bore you your first son does not mean she is to rule over you. That's not the case, Sarah. Just uh, take control of the situation, and you are her mistress or master, master woman, put it that way, not vice versa. So just because she bore a son from me does not mean she is to lord it over you. In verse 7, And the angel of Yahweh found her by a fountain of water in the wilderness, that is Hagar, by the fountain in the way to Shur. And he said, Hagar, Sarai's maid, whence comest thou and whither wilt thou go? And she said, I flee from the face of my mistress, Sarai. And the angel of Yahweh said unto her, return to thy mistress and submit thyself under her hands. Okay. Stop pretending that you're better than she is, Hagar. And then you will be acceptable because the Ishmaelites have a role to play in this. Verse 10. And the angel of Yahweh said unto her, I will multiply thy seed exceedingly, that it shall not be numbered for multitude. Now, this is talking about the Ishmaelites, right? That's correct. It's part, that's, they, they do get blessed uh, as that's part right. of the, uh, the whole package. 
Yes. Now, and they are fact, going to be used in yes, the future as right. part of the means of punishment. But that, that's right, right now, it's a blessing. <laughs> yeah, right now it's a blessing. But before all the uh, modern era uh, disputation, uh, when uh, the Ishmaelites become uh, not well, they became Arabs, right? And then they that's become right. Mohammedans, which is even worse, right? That's okay. correct. Right. Okay. So verse eleven. Uh, so they, so we have exceedingly multiple, multiplicity of seed through Ishmael, not Jews. Where do the Jews come in here? Because the Jews claim that they're the people of Genesis 12.3. Not, not a single Jew has been mentioned yet, but we have a multiplicity of offspring coming through Hagar. None of whom are Jews. So how do the Jews get off claiming to be these people, the, the people of the blessing? They certainly haven't been mentioned yet, and they certainly don't have a, a huge number of offspring in the world even today, the Jews. That's correct. Nor right. are they a multitude of nations, nor are yeah. they a great nation. That's right. They never have been If it any... wasn't for our billions of dollars we're feeding the, the cesspool in the Middle East right now, they wouldn't be anything of anything. That's right. They'd just be a small nation of Edomites <laughs> and, and nothing more. It's because they steal from our people by extortion that they have become anything powerful at all. All right. Verse 12. And he will be a wild man. <laughs> that is Ishmael. His hand will be against every man. And that's Ish. No, uh, every coal. Oh, uh, every coal. Coal means every so why don't okay this is uh this is very obscure here they should be uh it should be ish but they're only defining the word coal they're not defining the word man here in the concordance which is strange anyway uh again they only define the word coal here this is bad really bad and every man's hand shall be against him and he shall dwell in the presence of all his brethren and it's that's what the Arabs did, the descendants of Ishmael, dwelt among or around or near the descendants of Isaac and the descendants of Israel in the Middle East. So this is a prophecy which was fulfilled in many ways in the Middle East. Okay, So verse 13, And she called the name of Yahweh that spake unto her, Thou Elohim, thou El, seest me. For she said, Have I also here looked after him that seeth me? Wherefore the well was called Bir Laharoi, and behold, it is between Gadish and, uh, Kadesh and Barad. And Hagar bare Abraham a son, and Abraham called his son's name, which Hagar bare Ishmael. And Abraham was fourscore and six years old when Hagar bare Ishmael to Abraham. So this is very important to know that Ishmael's offspring would be a multitude of people, a multitude of tribes and nations. No mention of Jews yet, right? <laughs> okay. All right, Genesis 17, let's go. And when Abraham was 90 years old and nine, Yahweh appeared to Abraham and said unto him, I am the Almighty El. Walk before me and be thou perfect. Perfect means whole. Don't go astray. Verse 2, And I will make my covenant. Here's the covenant, folks. My covenant. Berith. In the sense of cutting. Just like in the previous chapter, Abraham took all those animals and cut them open. Because the word covenant comes from the word cut. To cut a deal, to cut a compact, a compact 
because made by passing between two pieces of flesh, okay, that's the covenant here, the cut of covenant, between me and thee, and will multiply thee exceedingly. Here again, there's an exceeding number of offspring to come from Abraham, none of whom the Jews aren't even mentioned yet. And this is what the, uh, the deluded Christians need to understand, that the Jews are not mentioned here. The Jews insinuate their presence into these covenants, but they are not part of these covenants. Okay? That's deception, folks. Verse 3. And Abram fell on his face, and Elohim talked with him, saying, As for me, behold, my covenant is with thee, and thou shalt be a father of many nations. <laughs> okay? Here's the many nations prophecy. All right? So right now, we have... The descendants Goyim. of yeah Goyim, right? <laughs> the, the descendants of Ishmael, Hagar, the Hagarites, will have been blessed with multitudinous offspring. Still, no Jew has been mentioned, and the Jews have never been a multitudinous offspring of any sort. So this can't be about Jews. Verse five: Neither shall thy name any more be called Abram, but thy name shall be Abraham. For a father of many nations have I made thee. So, but we haven't even beheld Isaac, and we haven't beheld the children of uh, of Keturah either. They they are the fruit of Abraham's loins. The Jews are not. Okay, verse Correct. yeah. Okay, so verse six, and I will make thee exceeding fruitful, and I will make nations of thee, and kings shall come out of thee. Question, Brother Rick, what Jewish kings have come out of Abraham's loins? Uh, I don't think anything. Uh, no. As a matter of fact, uh, that this is an important point. Also, if we would trust in the providence and plan of Yahweh, uh, so somebody's going to have to be in charge behind the scenes uh, to make sure that uh, these nations and these uh, kings do come into fulfillment. So Yahweh's hand is in the background causing these fulfillments to come to pass for his name's sake. So we can put total confidence that uh, what's going in and on in our day, behind the scenes, I'm telling you, Yahweh's hand is working. Regardless of how evil or wicked we may see the world, Yahweh's hand is working behind the scenes to achieve his purpose for his name's sake. Yes, yes. And if we don't understand who's who, who's Jew, and what's what, we will never understand the scriptures. That's why these covenants are so important. We have to trace the heritage, the blood lineage heritage of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, and also the, the children of Hagar and the children of Keturah, because they were also blessed. None of whom, none of these people, in fact, the Jews don't even claim to be descended from them. They claim to be descended from Jacob, but we know that's a lie. Okay, so let's continue. All right. And the father of many nations, have I, I will make thee exceeding fruitful, and I will make nations of thee, and kings shall come out of thee. And of course, I don't know if you want to count the sheiks of, uh, you know, of the great plain, the great desert of Arabia, if you want to count them as kings, certainly literal kings only came through Isaac and Jacob, right, through Judah, okay? Well, you and did they, have establishment of nations of uh, the the Ishmaelites. They did, I believe they established, ended up establishing, what, 12 nations themselves. That's so, right. 
Yeah. It could be counted as that, and regardless of what they ended up becoming known as or being identified as, uh, they're still a fulfillment of the of some of these same promises. Right. So, uh, but we can't count the Dukes of Edom because Edom, Esau, Edom was rejected. No. Okay. Absolutely rejected. Right. So, miscegenated support- with uh, since they're miscegenated, they're no longer counted as that seed. That's correct. That's correct. And so we have to count these covenants and take them seriously, folks. The churches do not take these covenants seriously. Verse and seven. it is genetic. It is genetic. We're, Absolutely. We're talking about genetic covenants here, folks. You yeah. get outside of the genetic line that was promised, you're no longer part of that promise. That's right. Offspring, direct offspring after the end. That's what it begins to say in the next few verses here. Uh, and In fact, this is verse 7. And I will establish my covenant between me and thee and thy seed after thee in their generations. Thy seed after thee in their generations. And what's generations? I think that's Toledoff, if I'm not mistaken. Dora, Dore. Okay, Pro- properly. No, 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 no. I think they got a bad definition here. Posterity. That's the correct definition. Posterity. Posterity. Can posterity mean anything other than direct offspring? Uh, looking at this word here, uh, it relates back to a word that basically means to move in a circle. I would suggest that he's probably given a kind of a, uh, a hidden meaning here that uh, – you're dealing with an ex- still an exclusive group of people, right? Circle. Uh, within the gene pool. Yes, circle of family, <laughs> right? That's correct. So the, the family words, tree or the fa- family roundtable discussions or what have you. Perhaps. There you go. You might be able to rate, relate it that way. Right, but in both definitions, seed, which is zera, posterity is the key definition, and for generations, which is door, also posterity is the key word. So generation, so. After thee, thy seed after thee. So only the people who follow Abraham in his generations can be included as part of the covenant. For an everlasting covenant. There's the word covenant again. Okay. A compact. And it is everlasting. It's We're everlasting. It's a long time, folks. Yes, this right. Isn't gonna, this doesn't end. Uh, well, the Messiah changed everything. No. no, it didn't change this because he's no. still being part of the fulfillment of that promise as a matter of fact as even your new testament brings out he's the fulfillment of the seed but it's to uh, he's the kinsman redeemer within the whole context of the covenant he's talking about here right and the redemption message that's right to be a god unto thee and to thy seed thy offspring there's zerah again after thee okay so only his direct descendants will count and we will see that uh, Ishmael was excluded from the covenants, and so were the Keturians. We'll find that out very shortly. So let's continue here. I will uh, Verse 8, And I will give unto thee, and to thy seed after thee. How many times does he have to say, to thy seed after thee, right? Well, one, you know, no matter how many times he's saying it, and he says it probably, <laughs> who knows how many times. <laughs> but guess what? The, the mainstream Christian is not reading the Bible in the first place, so they're not going to get this part. That's right. They're going to ignore it, and they're going to believe the Jew lies about it, right? Okay. That's right. So, and I will give unto thee and to thy seed after thee, that is your direct descendants, the land wherein thou art a stranger, 
all the land of Canaan for an everlasting possession, and I will be their God. Now, it's interesting that he says, thy seed after thee, because at this point, it can only be Jacob Israel. Because the Ishmaelites were not taken captive to Egypt. Neither were the Keturians. All right? So we, we see already here the uh, the glimmer in the eye of Jacob, right? And Jacob's offspring, the Israelites, being, being talked and by, about. And by here. the way, in the mm-hmm. New Testament, when Yahshua is confronting some of these bastard children, they, they tell you, we've never been in bondage to any man. Right? Yeah. Obviously. So the Edomite never went to Egypt either. So they That's never correct. fulfilled part of this uh, covenant promise where uh, Yahweh said that you, we're going to take your seed into uh, a land where you're going to be in, you know, enslaved in essence for a little while. And so uh, obviously the Edomite Jew who was running the roost, the, the Herodians mm-hmm. and, and their, their blood brother Edomites that were in the religious offices at the time, they were uh, sitting there confessing that we've never been in bondage to any man. So obviously they're admitting with their own mouth they're not the right people. And that's why Yahshua continues in that chapter. That's John chapter 8, I believe it is. Yes. And uh, he's, he goes on and uh, where uh, they know what he's talking about. But that's why they, they turn out and say, we are not born of fornication. Yeah, because they right. know what he's hitting on. They yeah. know what he's saying. And he's right. telling them, you're nothing but mongrels, and you, you have no right to any of this covenant yeah. promise, and I didn't come to save you. I didn't come to redeem you. You're children of the devil. Get out of my face. That's what Deuteron- he's telling them. Yeah, Deuteronomy 23.2. No mongrel shall enter the house of Yahweh. Absolutely. Okay, there you go, folks. It can't be said any plainer than that. Okay, so let's continue. Now, and I didn't realize this about verse 8 until just now, that this is foreshadowing the, the seed of Jacob. And it's already exclusive of Ishmael and Keturah, because that, that, those people never entered the captivity of Egypt. Okay, so let me read verse eight again. And I will give unto thee and to thy seed after thee, that a portion of the seed after you, the land wherein thou art a stranger, all the land of Canaan for an everlasting possession, and I will be their God. Okay, so that land was given only to Israel. Correct. Uh, And uh, there is a reason also uh, that ties in. uh, So in other words, this was the quote unquote promised land. And this is the reason when Moses uh, changes Hoshea's name to Yahshua, that uh, there was a, uh, a direct connection to what would happen in the future where uh, the Messiah would be brought forth and the revelation of his actual name be given to Mary. And uh, so that the name that he would be coming forth w- with would be uh, Yahweh saves or Yahweh is salvation. And that's what Yahshua basically means. And so uh, he he changed that name because Yahshua was actually the representative there that would bring us us into the promised land that was uh that the ultimate end of this prophecy and this uh everlasting possession and the everlasting covenant actually uh comes to full bloom with uh a manifestation of the the full uh meaning of the whole thing and we will be brought into the promised land and it's uh through that yahshua element and uh that's that's the reason he had also changed the name of the leader the captain of Israel, who brought right. them into this promised land that he's talking about, where Israel came out of out of Egypt into the, the promised land here. 
Yeah, yeah. And, and it's very important, too, because the Israelites were enslaved, not just by the Egyptians, but by the Babylonians, by the Assyrians. And even in the period of Judges, uh, certain Israelites were enslaved by uh, other tribes, uh, such as the Philistines, right? The, they basically were owned by these Philistines, right? And the Israelites were owned by the Assyrians. They could do with these Israelites as they pleased. This was never true of the Edomites, who were tributaries, but never direct property of Israel or Egypt or the Assyrians, okay? It was only the Israelites who were actually actual property of their captors, all right? So this has to be borne in mind. So what we see here, if you understand the history of the 12 tribes, you will see that uh, only Israel can possibly be the people enslaved in Egypt. So, But we haven't even encountered uh, Keturah's offspring yet. We will do so, uh, maybe not even on today's show. But the, 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 this expression here, and for an everlasting, and I will be their God, and to thy seed after thee. We see this expression over and over. Abraham, and to thy seed after thee, the land wherein thou art a stranger. So we know that only the Israelites took possession of that land. And so that seed after that posterity is Israel and nobody else. Let's continue. Verse 9. And God said unto Abraham, Thou shalt keep my covenant, therefore thou and thy seed after thee in their generations. There's that expression. Thy seed after thee in, this means direct offspring. Okay. Verse 10. This is my covenant, which ye shall keep between me and you and thy seed after thee. Every man child among you shall be circumcised. Now, apparently none of these other tribes uh, had practiced circumcision yet, but certainly the Ishmaelites did, but they weren't the ones who occupied Canaan land. Let's continue. Verse 11. And ye shall circumcise the flesh of your foreskin, and it shall be a token of the covenant betwixt me and you. It's a token of the covenant. I think it's extremely important to point out that why would a uh the penis be part of the symbolism of a genetic covenant, people. And you're talking about seed line. <laughs> right. I mean, uh, what better, what yeah. better uh, yeah. symbol to represent a yeah. genetic covenant? Yeah, the ability to create offspring. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. It's a sexual covenant and a genetic covenant. You know, well, sex and gen- genetics go hand in hand, right? DNA. It's Absolutely. about DNA. It's about DNA, yep. folks. All right. So and the verse, women knew that. That's why Sarah yeah, did Yeah, the women did. knew that. Right. Yeah, the women knew that. And he, he that is eight days old shall be circumcised among you, every man-child in your generations. And Yahshua was circumcised on the eighth day. Joseph and Mary saw to that. He that is born in the house or bought with money of any stranger. Now, this one is problematic. Bought with money because we're talking about indentured servitude here. We're not talking about chattel slavery. And the word stranger is ben, which means son. Okay, so apparently it's a reference to Israelites who are not well known to other Israelites. Okay. Well, yes, it can also mean uh, grandson and distant relatives like that. Right, who you don't know very well, right? It's not That's correct. strangers of a different race. 
No, it it, it is not that. And that's exactly, however, that is exactly how a lot of the enemies of this message will try to use the word stranger. And uh, it is just not, that's just not the case. That's also the situation when you get into the, uh, where the feast days are being kept and they're allowed to allow certain strangers into the keeping of feast with them. Well, it's not talking about niggers and hottentots and pygmies. And it's talking about these uh, genetic uh, yeah. lineage of the promise that had right. been either uh, moved off for a hundred years and now some of their descendants are coming back and paying them a visit, they're allowed in. They're allowed yeah. to the, the, to participate uh, as long as they go through the particular elements that, that need to right. manifest. But still, we're not yeah. talking about non-covenanted uh, peoples. Right, right. So that, uh, But all this is saying is that uh, strangers who are not of your direct offspring, which could be Adamites, which could be uh, Midianites, because the Midianites came from uh, Keturah. And uh, Moses actually married a Midianite woman, okay? But once he married that Midianite woman, her offspring are henceforth Israelites, okay? Because our lineage goes through the father, not through the mother, okay? So we're, we're we're to treat all people well. No matter what race they are, unless they prove to be our enemies, <laughs> right? Unless there's other prove... passages, other bo- yeah. I think it's like Book of Jasher and a couple other books like this that that point out that Abraham actually planted uh, whole uh, uh, orchards and things of this nature just for the whoever was yeah. passing down the road to go and access food. Right. Yeah, that's part of the blessing, right? We are that's the right. blessing to the world, not the Jews. <laughs> All right. That we keep stressing that, folks. We are the blessing to the world, not the Jews. Okay, verse 13. He that is born in thy house, and his house includes whoever he mates with, right? That's Keturah and Hagar as well. And he that is bought with thy money must needs be circumcised, and my covenant shall be in your flesh for an everlasting covenant. Okay, this covenant will last forever. Now, uh, we're almost getting to Isaac. And the uncircumcised man-child whose flesh of his foreskin is not circumcised, that soul shall be cut off from his people, and he hath broken my covenant. So this includes anybody who associates with us and can be an indentured servant, for example. They can live among us, but uh, not people of other races. You know, we're only talking about the the people who dwelt in the land there, which were the Keturians, the Ishmaelites, the sons of Isaac, and to some extent the uh, other tribes who were white, Adamic tribes, who were friendly with Abraham and his seed. Okay, that this, that, that therefore, this proves that this covenant has tie-ins with the covenant made in Genesis one twenty-eight, where the uh, the basically the, the dominion mandate belongs to Adam and his Very lineage. Good. Therefore, this is why some of the other white uh, white tribes at least at this time, could be included uh, yeah, right. into uh, certain... Yeah, the certain, restoration. Uh, parts of this, uh, parts of re- this thing. Yeah, Paul talks of the great restoration uh, to, to what? To, well, before the fall, <laughs> right? That the, we will be, uh, we, our race, will be restored to the condition before the fall, okay? When we had potential immortality, but we, we gave it up because Eve was deceived. But let's continue because we only have 10 minutes left. Now here we finally get to Isaac. And God said unto Abraham, As for Sarai thy wife, thou shalt not call her name Sarai, but Sarah shall her name be. And I will bless her, 
and give thee a son also of her. Yea, I will bless her, and she shall be a mother of nations. <laughs> okay, so how many Jewish women have become mothers of nations? Well, you know, where is their multitude of nations they were promised to become if they are Israel? Yeah. They admit yeah. that they haven't, didn't even have a nation until we gave the land of Palestine to them. And until they manipulated the Balfour Declaration, which did not include them becoming a nation in that. That's originally. right. That's and, right. Uh, you know, so in, in actuality, I heard you earlier, you're exactly 100% right. Uh, in actuality, because of their corruption to the whole thing, it's just not been uh, wrangled out through the court systems or the yeah. uh, the law systems or what have you. But uh, technically, that Middle East land still belongs to Great Britain. And that's right. <laughs> technically, and, and they are Israelites, right? That's correct. Of Judah, Ephraim, Manasseh, and a few others, okay? So, here again, kings of people shall be of her. Where are the Jewish kings? No, they are non-existent. No as Jewish kings, no, as far as I'm are, aware. No, unless you count Herod, but Herod was an Edomite. He wasn't a Judahite, right? That's so, correct. So, Herod does not count, folks. There is no such a thing as a Jewish king anywhere never was is not now never will be verse 17 then abraham fell upon his face and laughed and said in his heart shall a child be born unto him that is 100 years old and shall sarah that is 90 years old bear surely you're kidding yahweh you're joking with me right and you gotta Abraham, have faith now yeah, 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 yeah amen amen and so and you know, Abraham literally thought Yahweh was joking, right? But and but he was not, and he was not. Okay, <laughs> and, no. And I, we, I, we see I, some yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, things that they get punished for because they they didn't believe. We <laughs> That's gotta right. Have faith, people. Exactly. Not we got to have yeah. faith. <laughs> so anyway, uh, uh, one year hence, Yahweh promised Abraham a son through Sarah. Okay, and Abraham said unto God, "Oh, that Ishmael might live before thee." Because Abraham didn't, he didn't take this seriously. Well, okay, I'm 100 years old, Sarah's 90 years old, and you're telling me I'm going to have a son by her? I don't believe it. Oh, and then he (laughs) says, oh, would that Ishmael live before thee? This is proof that he didn't believe Yahweh. And this is proof that Yahweh demands it be genetic, genetic covenant through the promised lineage. That's right. He's not That's playing right. a game. This is yeah. this isn't a joke, and he's no, letting no. him know. Well, I'm sorry, yeah. but Ishmael ain't good enough. He's That's not right. On all cylinders, his, How he's dare not firing you? on all cylinders. Uh, he, he got some problems. <laughs> Therefore, I want the particular that I want. That's and he's right. Have it. How dare you say the Arabs aren't good enough? <laughs> right. <laughs> well, they aren't. Period. That's that. Verse 19. And Elohim said, Sarah, thy wife, shall bear. Thee a son indeed, and thou shalt call his name Isaac. And Isaac means laughter, (laughs) right? Because Abraham laughed when Yahweh told him this. And I will establish my covenant with him for an everlasting covenant and with his seed, Zerah, after him. So his posterity, his offspring after him, okay? So now... Ishmael has not yet been fully excluded. That happens later. The Keturians are excluded 
directly. That happens later. I don't think we're going to get to that part today. But obviously, Yahweh wants offspring through Sarah, not through Hagar and not through Keturah. He wants offspring through Sarah. She is the chosen woman. Abraham is the chosen man, both of them being Adamites, pure white racially Adamites Aryans. Okay, verse 20. And uh, uh, let's say one thing here, Romans chapter 9, uh, the, these other offspring from Abraham are labeled by Paul there as children of the flesh. Right. So just, just uh, we'll just say uh, sex drive. Right. Okay. <laughs> and, it, and it wasn't by covenant, and it's it specifically only yeah. addressed to the uh, the lineage from I, that's going to come from Isaac. That's going to be the children of yeah. the uh, the child yeah. children of the promise. Yeah. yeah. And that, that yeah. matters because when you start reading the word promise in your New Testament, you better keep track of well, who was the promise directed to? And that's it right. was not to Ishmael. It was not to Keturah's offspring. And in, in this, in, to that, to the extreme that it's talking about. And so when when it talks about the promise of a coming redeemer, yep. which was Yahshua. He didn't come to redeem everything, folks. He came yep. to redeem his uh, the kinsman. His kinsman. His kinsman. He was a kinsman redeemer. Exactly right. And this is another aspect of uh, what happened at Calvary, which is totally ignored by the churches. Totally ignored by them. Okay. Because they they're carrying that false gospel, that another gospel of universalism. Yeah, and that's they, correct. And where did that come? From? Well, in, in our day and age, and in, in the common Christianity crowd, uh, it was. Uh, Primary, I, I blame it primarily on two factors, one of them being the Roman Catholic Church wanting to grow a religion whereby they can control the people and grow their their uh, platform and their, their uh, governing status wide and broad with everybody that they were conquering. That's, That's right. one reason they had to switch it to universalism. But before that, you had these Edomite Jews tampering and polluting and vomiting into the text and, and, and vomiting right. ideas out that, oh, no, 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 uh, any, anybody can be part of this here, this here new religion that we're creating and, and uh, painting over the text and painting over top yeah. of the, a real new covenant and said, and we're going we're gonna to tweak it here. And so after a couple of hundred years of that, Actually, it doesn't even take that long. That's why. That's why in Book of Revelation you got some of those churches committing yeah. quote fornication. That's right. They're already corrupting the ideas, and co- that's why five of those seven churches that's listed there in Revelation are so far gone they're worthy of death. And it even yeah. tells you who was behind it. Then right. we say they are Jews and are not. That's correct. It says it two times. Yes. Yeah. And uh, we can uh, assume the rest of it is by those who say they are. Judah and are not, okay? That's All right. the evil in the world. In fact, that's what Yahshua says in Matthew chapter 23, blaming uh, right. every every uh, murder from Cain down to the Pharisees, right? Read that's that correct, for because he, they were mongrels. The, the blame is placed upon mongrelization because every one of them is children of the devil. That passage, I use that passage regularly to try to emphasize that it isn't just the Edomite Jew that Yahshua was pointing out in in John eight forty four that's of their father the devil. It is anything that is a mongrel, and yes. th- yet the Jew or th- this Edomite Jew is very special. Why? Because they come from the lineage of Esau that had actually did have the uh, dominion mandate and, and the promises, and that because he uh, had no respect of his birthright, lost it, and so that's they've been right. trying to seize it and, and steal it back, that's and they're right. still doing it today. That's a, it's a blood feud, but uh, our people don't realize it's a feud, but the Jews do. <laughs> they, they have never forgotten that, that Jacob, quote-unquote, as they say, stole. No, he didn't. Right. Esau despised his birthright. 
That's correct. And it's not Jacob's fault that Esau despised his birthright. Okay, we only have a couple minutes left, so I want to get these next two verses in for sure. And and Abraham said unto God, well, yeah, he, he wanted Ishmael because he didn't think that he was going to have offspring through Sarah. Verse 19, and God said, Sarah, thy wife shall bear thee a son indeed, and thou shalt call his name Isaac, and I will establish my covenant with him for an everlasting covenant and with his seed after him. Verse 20, and as for Ishmael, I have heard thee. Behold, I have blessed him. And I will make him fruitful and will multiply him exceedingly. Twelve princes shall he beget, and I will make him a great nation. But, verse 21, but, underline the word but, folks, my covenant will I establish with Isaac, which Sarah shall bear unto thee at this set time in the next year. Okay? So, very clearly here, Brother Rick, Ishmael gets a blessing, but he's frozen out of the covenant, is he not? Absolutely. He's definitely excluded, and, and that's one of the biggest butts in the Bible right there. Right. You might yeah. want to mark it. Yep, right. <laughs> Underline that, folks. That's a big butt. <laughs> <laughs> We're having fun with words today, folks, just like the Jews do. The Jews have fun with words, too, but they, they use the, their fun with words to confuse us. And drive us crazy, right? That's what they do. They drive us crazy. So this is an excuse, an exceedingly huge but that everybody has to memorize. This is Genesis 17, 21. But my covenant, and 21, 12 is a big one too. We'll get to that probably in a couple of shows. But my covenant will I establish with Isaac, which Sarah shall bear unto thee at this set time in the next year. So so now we have Ishmael excluded. And now we have Isaac included because he's the offspring of Sarah, the chosen woman, the chosen woman. And verse 22, I think we can get this in. And he left off talking with him and Elohim went up from Abraham and Abraham took Ishmael, his son. And all that were born in his house and all that were brought with his money, every male among them of Abraham's house, and circumcised the flesh of their foreskin in the selfsame day, as of God had said unto him. Well, but they were not, even though they were circumcised, they were not the covenanted uh, tribe or offspring. Okay. Right. All they right. were not included in the, yeah. the, uh, the whole package deal. Yeah, yeah. And, and the covenant. So the key word there is covenant. They were not covenanted. They were blessed but they were not covenanted, okay? And that's the key word our people have to understand. So, Brother Rick, thanks for joining me today. Uh, wonderful discussion. Yeah, and we'll, we'll continue this because the word covenant is probably the most important word in the Holy Scriptures that we have to know who's covenanted, who's not. Thanks, Brother Rick. Thank you all for listening. Praise Yahweh, pass the ammunition. See you all next time. Bye-bye.